the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Guess what? My teacher said that bed bugs evolve thicker skin to resist pesticide. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher what she means by evolution? Oh, Grandpa, she read from the science newspaper, so it's gotta be right. Be careful about believing everything in newspapers. Newspapers once printed that Thomas Dewey was the president instead of Harry Truman, but that was wrong. But I do trust the Bible, God's word. It's never been proven wrong. So when a science article says it's found evidence of evolution, you have to really read it carefully. So what did the article actually say? Well, there used to be thin-skinned bedbugs who were killed by pesticide, but they started growing thicker skins, and now the pesticide won't kill them. Okay, let's really look close at the evidence. The article is a review of a science journal where scientists in Australia were trying to find out why bedbugs were becoming resistant to pesticides. The scientists found that the bedbugs who lived had the thickest cuticle, or skin. Do you know what that means? I don't know, Grandpa. What? It means that there are variations in bedbug kinds. Some with thin skin, some with thick skin. The thick-skinned ones survived, and the thin-skinned ones don't. That's an example of natural selection, but not evolution in the sense of molecules to man changes. Wow, Grandpa, you mean there were resistant bedbugs around all along? That's right. So the bedbugs didn't mutate to become resistant. They already had that built into them from the beginning. Let's read Psalm 139:14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. God, the master designer of us all, puts so much variation in humans that there'll never be two exactly alike. And he even gave the pesky bedbug what it needs to survive in a changing world. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed, an engineer, Dr. Carl Williams, MD, and our producer, Ed Salswell, all directors at SABSA. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We're not just talking about bed bugs. We're talking about natural selection, evolution here. One of the big things that of the points that was discussed here is that this whole idea of variation and pesticides, bugs getting immune from pesticides, is not an immune response, and it is not proof of evolution. It's good proof of natural selection. Carl, you put this well together. What are you thinking about this? Well, you can look at the same way that if you want to use, instead of pesticides, we'll use hunters. Hunters have made the population of elephants grow smaller tusks. Amazing, isn't it? Over the years, 
the average tusk size of elephants has decreased in size. Why? Now, why would that be? Because the guys with the big tusks, they get shot first. <laughs> so the big tusked elephants aren't going to be making any more big tusked elephants. And likewise with antlers, the big racked antelope, deer, whatever, they get blowed away first. So the hunters go out and look for them next year. They find, well, instead of 12 points, now it's only 10. Now we're down to 8 and 7 and 6. Anyway, so the hunters are doing a good job of thinning out the herd of the animals that would normally produce the largest racks, the largest tusks, and what have you. So that's, that's natural selection. And likewise, the pesticide targets the bed bug that has the thinnest skin. So the ones that have the thinnest skin are going to get killed, and the ones that have thicker skin to begin with, they're going to hang around. But it's not that thick skin bed bugs did not exist before. They're the ones who could resist the pesticides and move forward. Just like there were antelope, elephants, etc., with smaller tusks, with smaller antlers, and therefore when they're the ones who didn't get shot, <laughs> they get selected by accident. That's right. And the hunters weren't even thinking about this, but it's their natural inclination to get the big prize. The biggest trophy. That did things to it. Terry, what are you thinking about this? Now, I'm not against hunting, by the okay. way. Just, I like venison just as much as anybody else. <laughs> but, you know, the, anyway, if you go for an elephant just for its tucks, though, that's, that's uh -huh. bad. That is bad. I'll, I'll, I'll condemn yeah. that from the word go. Yeah. But as far as if you are a hunter and you go after a, a venison, that's good. If you only go after the antlers, maybe you ought to think about what you're doing. Yeah. Terry? Well, it seems to me that it's pretty obvious that they were bed bugs before, and guess what? They're still bed bugs. They're bed bugs now. And this is what the Darwinists do. Uh, this is what they, they build their uh, case on, basically equivocation and extrapolation. Equivocation... They take variations like the bed bugs and they call that evolution, you know, a, a, Change an, an insect becoming a, immune to pesticides or a rat changing colors or whatever. They, they call that evolution. And, and then they so-called simple single-celled organism becoming all of life on this planet evolution. So what are we talking about? Are, are we talking about a, a bacteria becoming immune to antibiotics? Are we talking about a so-called simple single-celled organism becoming all of life on this planet? Well, they try to say, well, it's the same process. Given enough time, the little changes will add up to the really big changes. Well, in science, and Scott, you know this because you're a statistician, that's called extrapolation which is really bad science. And for those of you out there who are not familiar with that term, basically extrapolation is predicting what your 401k balance will be 30 years from now based on what the stock market did today. And Darwinism, that's extrapolation to the nth degree. They're saying a bed bug Becoming immune to pesticides shows that all of life on this planet came from a so-called simple single-celled organism. And they say, well, you know, given enough time, it could happen. The equivocation was 
when you're talking about bacteria, when you're talking about bed bugs, when you're talking about insects, which are supposedly evolving to uh, be immune to a certain pesticide or drug, you're talking about natural selection and variation. You're not talking about evolution. When you're talking about simple cell, which there wasn't, all the way up to uh, all the way up to man, you're talking about something that has never been observed and didn't occur. And so there, those are two disparate issues. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're not just talking about bed bugs. We're talking about what really happens with natural selection and whether those things are actually evolution. Carl, one of the discussions in that is uh, antibiotic resistance. How does that come about? Because the notion in our society is that these things are evolving to change and become a completely different organism. That's not true. No, it's not true at all. It's, it's changing the number, the percentage of bacteria in the population from those who, who don't resist antibiotics to those who do. And they were all there to begin with, just that the ones that weren't resistant to antibiotics are now being killed off by the antibiotics, and those who were resistant to antibiotics are now taking over the location where the other guys used to be. Mm-hmm. And there are several different ways antibiotic resistance can occur. It can happen by plasmid exchange. In other words, there are certain bacteria that have the DNA within them to resist the antibiotic that's being produced or uh, they're being exposed to. And that little DNA plasmid or chunk of DNA can be transferred from one little guy to the other little guy. And then the populations can become antibiotic resistant. So that's not evolution. It's merely changing in the population. So as far as the antibiotic resistance, that doesn't show evolution at all. It only shows a transfer of information within the species of of bugs that were already there. No new information was acquired. Now, one of the ways that we know that it is previously already there organisms that are being selected for and not being created is because of what happened with the Franklin Expedition about a a little more than 150 years ago. Franklin Expedition was a uh, group of Arctic explorers which had a very sad ending. Everybody died. The first half of the group died at Beachy Island in the Arctic. The University of Alberta recovered four bodies that had been buried in the snow for over 150 years. Now what they found in those bodies was rather interesting. Now this is more than 100 years before the invention of most antibiotics. And yet they found bacteria within these bodies that were resistant to clindamycin and sofoxetin. They were already there. They didn't develop later, they didn't evolve they were already there and they would have been selected for in the future if antibiotics were applied. So this idea that somehow new information is made from the environment, that these things evolve and change and become a whole different organism is simply not substantiated by what we see. That's correct. Another example of that is dark and light colored moths. This goes into the equivocation thing that you were talking about, Terry, is a lot of evolutionists will say, well, 
We saw it in 19th century England that there used to be 95% light-colored moths, then the Industrial Revolution occurred, soot got on everything, the buildings, the trees, everything, and therefore those light-colored moths became very visible, got eaten up, and you have now 95% dark-colored moths. So there's evolution in action. But it's not evolution. What is it? Population shift. It's population shift based upon natural natural selection. This is excellent observation of a scientific phenomenon called natural selection, but it is not evolution. And when they try to extrapolate, as you were talking about, and saying this is evolution, that's where they're making an illogical jump. Furthermore, pictures showing moths on tree trunks were faked. They they were pasted because they they weren't there. (laughs) Exactly right. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org or call 210-599-7240. We will bring the presentation of your choice to your organization at a surprisingly low cost. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. Our website also has a link for contact information and on which you can order our newsletter or contact us for more information. While on the website, check out the YouTube videos at the bottom of the homepage, as well as our links page connecting you to the best in creation websites around the world. Also, topics for future radio shows can be found on our calendar page. It costs hundreds of dollars to broadcast this show across the country. If you would like to help in this ministry, Go to the contact page on our website and find the post office box where you can send donations. You may also want to visit whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to our website homepage and clicking on Believing the Bible, SABS on KSLR link. Please join us again next time for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane and for Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.